Hey guys, welcome back to the Safe Spell Invest podcast. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. Thank you for all the reviews and all the um, love over the last couple of episodes. And thank you for always sending in your questions. Today, I have a very, very special guest and I'm so excited to introduce her to talk about this topic with me um, because we've been discussing it amongst herself and she is very similar to me. I went to uni with her and we had the best time and we've grown up, which is a bit cringe to say, but um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about securing the bag and how to plan for your future, which is something that we don't really talk about as a generation. It's not something that you talk about with your friends when you are out. So I thought, you know what, I'll grab a girlfriend and I didn't think of anyone better than my own friend, Ifair, who is the founder of It's a World Global. If you guys don't already know, there is a movement starting. I feel like especially 2018 was the year of the woman. And I love the fact that Ifair came out with It's a World Global that celebrates women and talks about all the different sides of a woman. So you guys should check that out if you haven't. Ifair is also an accountant. Um, she's currently in Canada, so she's a CPA. And yeah, and and you guys will know that I'm an accountant as well but we don't really talk about that part of our lives but (laughs) because it's not very important to personal finance um but yeah today we're going to talk about securing the bag and how you can plan for your future and as always guys if you liked this one let us know put this on your instagram story and tag us um but I will let Ifair come and say hey to everyone say hey Ifair thank you for coming to the safe and invest podcast Hi, Bucky. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great. I'm so excited to have you. I didn't know if it's already... <laughs> if everyone no, can tell. Um, but yeah, I have a couple of questions for you. And I just want to get your thoughts on on the things that we always talk about um, like by ourselves. I feel like lots of people don't have that kind of conversation. And it's yep. important that we get that conversation started. So let's take it way back to, you know, throwback days in the University of Reading. Um, Ife and I went to uni in Reading and Ife was in the year above me. And so I was always looking up to her. But again, you guys know from my story that I wasn't great with money. But I don't know what Ife's bank balance was because from what it looked like, she was stunting. <laughs> she was always in Nottingham or in Birmingham, like... If I would be like, oh, you know, I'm going to Nottingham this weekend, or I'm doing this, or I'd be like, oh, where are you? I'm coming to your room. She's like, girl, I'm not around. I mean, <laughs> I'm in Birmingham. So, if I, what was your relationship with money like at uni? <laughs> so, I think, I don't know, Buki, I don't know what you remember, but um, I feel like I was, if we look at spend and invest i was doing the spending part of it like mm. i was spending all the time i my parents also had like a weird system that they used to give me money because then you know we're still using bank of dad and it was great then actually but um they gave us <laughs> they gave me my money like they would give me so say they wanted to give me 300 dollars between october and december they would give me all the 300 October 1st so I always had a lot of money at a period of time and I didn't I don't I don't personally think I knew how to manage it mm-hmm. I I had no idea I remember I went out with one of my friends when I got to third year actually and she told me oh she was saving money and I'm like saving money for what <laughs> and she was like oh she just has like so 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 amount saved up from what her parents gave her since first year and I'm like hmm 
interesting i'm like okay i don't know about don't know about you but like if i need more money i don't think it's for myself <laughs> no i just go back and ask them for more yeah you know so i i think i don't think i had a good relationship with money when i was in uni i think i just spent money like i didn't even know what it meant like i just knew i had more money than i probably needed yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah sure. i think a lot of us um especially international students we did and some of us i don't think we even realized how much of a privilege it was back then i think it's only now that i'm working and i'm earning money and even just hearing other people's stories and people who grew up here and people who have student loans that i'm realizing like wow we actually did have quite a privilege um going to uni and just always having money or just being able to go back when there wasn't any money i remember my first year my dad gave me i think like you said he gave me money for three months um and he gave me during freshers week so i thought oh great he gave me enough money to have fun during freshers week and freshers week was two weeks and i blew what was supposed to be three months allowance in two weeks i don't know how like when i think about it i couldn't actually tell you one particular way that i spent a couple hundred pounds but it it went and i just went back to him and was like right so now that i'm starting uni properly can i have the rest of my money? i know i like to think about it like i feel like this is why even parents need to talk to you just not saying save 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 they need to tell you why you save because like even now that i work like um i think in february I had to go service my car and i get there usually i pay about 200 something almost 300 to service my car and i get there he calls me he says something is wrong and then he says well i have to pay 600 and i'm like what and i'm and i remember thinking if i had a kid that kid's going to drink water for a month i don't know where money is going to come from so yeah it is important but i didn't i don't think i had a good relationship yeah they didn't really um teach us which again is another reason why i have this platform so we can get this conversation started and even as you know as we transition from working and um, transition from being at uni to working and then you know you have people who are getting closer to or even already married just to get that conversation in in terms of what do you want your life to look like or the life of your kids even to look like how are you going to bring them up i know um a couple of people started saying things like oh don't just be buying kids gifts anymore also start opening accounts for them or when do you think is the right time to open an account for a kid before they're born or after they're born or you know all those kind of questions um and so it's important that we talk about it okay so so you did more of the spending part of um things that invest in uni and then when you started working right so again i talked about that transition when you've transitioned from being you know a student to working when did you um when would you say you started to get a grip of your money you started realizing like yeah you need to start um thinking about personal finance properly i'd say probably so what I did before was I'd save for a period of time and then the next season I'd save but then I'd spend what I saved the previous season and I didn't pers- like I didn't like I didn't personally think it was working just cause if you save if you save money you have to be saving it for future like maybe something to put the money into my mom always says if you save money you should have like a future project something Mm, in your mind that you're going to even if you're saving it just to oh i'm going to get married in five years and i know i want to go to bora bora or something but if you're saving it towards something or you want to start a business in the future because if you 
just keep saving money and just throwing money in somewhere chances are when you have a small emergency that you probably don't need to go back in to get it you would go back in and just pull it out so i feel like it took me a while even when i started working i felt like I had a long list of stuff that I didn't think I had gotten because I didn't have enough money before I started working. So when I started working, I actually spent like a lot of money, like just buying, like it's like, oh, I need this new shoes. I need to wear it on Monday. <laughs> so it was like, so it was like um, things like that. But slowly you get a grip of it, and I know you're going to ask. So yeah, okay. So what sorts of challenges, I guess, um, happened when you started? working because okay backstory guys so Ifa was in England for a while and she did uni here and then she moved to Canada which is different in terms of I guess just the things that you'll be spending on um, and again she moved to Canada when she started working so then you're not a student anymore um, you've started earning your own money what were some of the financial challenges I guess or were there periods where you were just like oh wow like this is my own money that's in spending now not more um not as uh-huh. much I guess, as dad, bank of dad and mom <laughs> for sure for sure I think I had like a period where I was working and I feel like a lot of people around me weren't working so mm. I had that period even most especially with my siblings where I would be like oh you haven't eaten okay here is 50 because I thought I had so much money that I could overgive if Just that makes Santa any sense. you know me you know Santa <laughs> for today <laughs> so I did go through that where it was kind of like my brother would call me and I'm like oh here's my credit card just buy yourself something or here's my debit you know just you know use it mm. and also coming here to start working you get a credit card which was a huge thing for me because when I was in the UK I didn't have a credit card I didn't even know you could get a credit card so (laughs) I I didn't have one and I got here and I remember going to an appointment with my dad and bank advisor goes oh I need to check your credit score and I'm like yeah go ahead I don't know whatever and then he checks it and he's like your credit score is too high do you have a credit card and I'm like no and he's like you need to get one and I'm like, I don't think I want to be borrowing people's money. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I, I just want to spend the money I have in my account. And mm. so I, I knew I had like challenges with that as well. Because then I got the card. And you know, you have a card and you're like, I'm not going to spend it. But then you don't know where you just start tapping, tapping. I know tapping. what you mean, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it becomes a big thing. So I did have those challenges. And I had to learn, you know, to overcome them. Yeah, but how did you how did you do that i guess because so i read books okay. i read a lot of books i i need to before i go to a meeting with anyone before i talk to anyone really i need to read on what i'm going to talk to you about so even if i was going to have a meeting with my financial advisor on how i'm spending my credit card i need to understand why i have a credit card because for me i can just go there and be like cancel this credit card and i remember i actually tried to do it once when i called i called rbc which is bank i bank with mm-hmm. and i was like um you guys give me a credit limit of six thousand i need to reduce it to one thousand <laughs> and the guy starts laughing and i'm like why are you laughing i'm not joking like i'm i'm being hundred mm-hmm. percent and he goes i don't think you should redu- reduce your credit limit you should speak to your financial advisor and i'm like okay like and that didn't make any sense to me so i started reading up about it and like you know how you have to build up your credit score and for me i think one thing that really helped me was planning so I would always plan like if I plan to spend a specific amount that one I didn't really always live up to but I always try to live up to what I plan to like a goal I plan to achieve mm-hmm. so I plan to save let's say 10,000 by me 
if by April I've only seen five thousand, then by in May I'm going to suffer because that five thousand balance must come out <laughs> from me. So I feel like I put like huge restrictions on myself, and mm. I always made sure that however I did it in the period of time I planned to do it, I had to make sure that the goal actually was met at the end of the day. So I feel like people should just learn, read books. There's a lot of books about personal finance. Buy book is book. It helps, <laughs> you know. And then just sometimes it just has to do with also a change in attitude. Mm, too. Yeah. Like, you know, you actually never know. Little things affect you in different areas that you actually wouldn't link it together. But it does. Like, if you if your attitude is all you... I mean, it's not bad to be nice, but sometimes it's good to be selfish. So if, you're, if your attitude is you always want to keep people's stuff or you always want to... You feel like you have money, so you should be spending it. Or your attitude is, is you just have no knowledge. I mean, if you have no knowledge, no one can blame you. But, like, ignorance really isn't this. So you would have to learn <laughs> and find a way to understand what you're talking about what you're dealing with talk to people talk to your friends talk to your parents talk to your financial advisor somebody would always have they wouldn't all have answers that would help you but there would be that one or maybe a little bit from all of them that would help you together yeah absolutely and i definitely agree with when you said be selfish i think that this is the part of our lives um whilst we're still in our 20s and for people who are in their early 20s this is the part of our lives that we need to be selfish about that we need to hone in on ourselves and understand ourselves and understand exactly where our money is going towards and understand the, the type of person that you are because there's no problem being a spender if you know what kind of spender that you are so for example if you're the kind of spender and i probably would do a whole other podcast on you know what kind of spender are you to help you understand the different kinds that you can be but for example if you're the person that likes hosting parties you know going out with your friends and you know spending money in them or um you know taking people out you know you're probably like a relationship person you value relationships a lot and you have you like to have friends if you're a spender that likes to buy clothes and buy shoes and buy makeup and all the you know the latest things that's also fine but you need to know that so that you're not spending your money on other things that don't add value to you so very important that you be very selfish um even though you have money to spend and even if you're at a point where you feel like you even have excess money to spend or you're at home and you don't have a lot of responsibilities financially and you therefore think that you can be like if you're just handing out money to everyone you know try and think about okay what else can i be doing with this money can i save this money for something um specific and if you have goals attached to it which i always tell people to do like have goals attached to your money then that way it's easier um for you to save because you know that you're working towards something okay so if you then said um you know when you moved you didn't have a lot of people that were in the same sort of um situation as you in terms of working so then and even now what have you found that most of your friends or people around you are sort of spending on these days or you know just doing with their money these days okay then most of my friends were in uni so it was more what i was doing with my money just spending it um now i find that most people are going into like projects starting businesses so a lot of people do put their money into those kind of things obviously we're all trying to live our best life so we do spend a lot of money on like trips and it's quite different here in north america because 
trips are exp- trips are expensive here. Like you can't take a trip for two hundred pounds. I know we we're just talking about this before. Yeah. Um, you have to be willing to cough up a reasonable amount of money to have fun, spoil yourself. So I feel like for my friends now, I think it's more projects, businesses, mm. and just trying to generally live their best lives. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So even if these friends are going into businesses which i think is amazing i like the fact that a lot of us are not just sitting on our asses and just you know expecting money to just fall right a lot of us are going out and starting passion projects and actually starting businesses that we expect to either turn into a full-time job or just want something that we can get um some money on the side from but even at that do you then talk to your friends about money or you know when you guys are talking do you talk about the future do you talk about the earning potential or you know how much you expect the business to um be making or you know what are your income goals things like that do you have those kind of conversations no actually not really like when friends i mean i do have some friends because i've had a friend that actually recently started a business where we did because i'm the accountant so we did the a whole cash flow statement and like potential income for like a whole year so mm. i do have some friends where we have that kind of conversa- conversation but that's also because we're close enough to have it mm-hmm. um you have some friends that you're close but maybe not in that way if that makes yeah. any sense so you don't you wouldn't really necessarily i mean everyone i feel like most friends talk about planning for future but the actual dollar value to that plan sometimes doesn't come up and that's just because most times we're not comfortable talking about it like we're not comfortable saying oh yeah i earn so 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 or they gave me a bonus of so 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 either because you know like i said you're not just that close or um you don't want it to because sometimes it starts to you don't want it to start to seem like there's like a sort of i don't know i don't know what the word would be to use here but maybe um i get what you mean just like you and your friends being divided because maybe someone's not earning yes exactly yes so you would i feel like you can it personally you can talk about it like i feel like you you should most friends should be able to talk about it I do think there is probably a gray area there, <laughs> so mm. it depends on you and the friend, and also the friend in particular you're talking about. Because I've had like I have a friend where I have a finance plan for the next six months, and I shared it with her because I'm comfortable with mm. her knowing about it. But we wouldn't be every friend, and I feel like it should be at least one friend or two. Yeah, I think you you need to have people. Um that are in your life this is me talking as a friend now if i was going to have a business or start a business and i needed i needed some input on like financials or i was planning you know for an event or something like that and i needed someone to help me analyze that as well and see if that was viable or if it was reasonable or you know for example a lot of people go into business and spend all their money and then they get upset because they don't make any of it back or they don't make half back and it's just like if you ran that through with someone else they could have helped you see where you could have i don't know saved or cut back on or maybe they would have told you oh this venue was too expensive use this person so you should definitely have um 
um, friends that you should be able to talk openly to. And again, that's something else that where we also don't do. And like if I said, I think it's more of a if you're comfortable with them, or you should try and get comfortable with someone enough so that you can share that part. But especially if you're going into business, you you need <laughs> you need someone like if you need someone that can help you um, do up a cash flow, or not even as sophisticated, but just look through the numbers and just talk about the future um if you really want to make it a business that would bring income yeah okay so if i know that from knowing you you are miss yolo live your best life i can't come and kill myself gang which is great and you know i'm over that but as we've sort of grown older now and again we're working we've been working for the past couple of years um how have you learned or are still learning i guess to balance spending um and living your best life with you know saving and planning for your future financially hmm. um i personally think that people overstate what they deserve and i used to do it too so like i work for three months and I work so hard and I'm like oh I deserve to go to New York this weekend because I've just worked so hard for three months <laughs> but sometimes do you really deserve I mean you deserve something maybe <laughs> but maybe you deserve something that is a hundred dollar value yeah not a six hundred dollar value so I think sometimes there is that balance between what you deserve and what you give yourself so yes live your best life but do you really like even the other day I wanted to get this purse and it was like three thousand dollars and I was like okay <laughs> I'm going to reward myself with this when I feel like I have reached a savings goal like mm. a particular goal I set for myself and for me I I I order your your luxury um purchase blog um, podcast kind of triggered me but um <laughs> that aside that aside um i i think people need to actually be realistic about what they deserve think about and i think this how you can do this is probably looking up at like your parents or or maybe an aunt or uncle or something because mm-hmm. if you think about our parents they work so hard uh, i mean they work so hard all year round they probably take one trip if they even take that one trip and every other time they spend it like working and trying to get um money working and trying to get money for um us to live or go to school or be able to travel or get what we want and that doesn't mean they're not um rewarding themselves for what they've done it just means that they've found a balance of what they actually deserve for what they have done does that make sense yeah but can you hear me yeah i can hear you sorry there's a lot of noise upstairs um but what i was going to say is that i think i think it's different though with our parents because i was having this conversation with someone um and they were saying you know how much their parents sacrificed for them to um go to uni here in england and it's only after all their 
other siblings had come through and finished that their parents started um quote unquote living their best life as it were and his parents are in their like 60s and i i was like "Mm, i see that but i don't want that for myself like i don't want to wait until i'm 60 until i start enjoying the fruit of my labor kind of thing like i understand delayed gratification of course and i understand you know short-term sacrifice for long-term gain because that's what i always say but i think that you have to have a balance so one thing that i think my parents were good with actually was showing us that you can have both you can have you you can work really hard and then treat yourself to a break you don't have to wait 30 years after all your kids have gone to school finish school and then um and then start enjoying your life but you just need to know how to manage it like my parents would always say things like oh you know we're we're comfortable we're not rich we're not extremely wealthy like my dad would be like oh we we can send you to really good schools um but that doesn't mean that then we won't go on holiday or things like that you get what i mean like they'll be like we'll send you to a school where you can go to a really good school but then also have a really nice summer break um and you know that just taught me especially now that i'm working that yes work hard and treat yourself but don't um like you said don't overindulge don't go over and beyond and be like oh yeah i've worked so hard so therefore i need to just spend thousands and thousands of pounds in the name of self-care in the name of (laughs) i can't come and kill myself it's just like i uh, also think what um i also think to your point about your parents because that's also that also comes back to what you deserve because if say your parents were going to send you to Reading for a year and it cost them twenty thousand pounds <laughs> and they took a trip in that year, what they actually deserve actually is a trip that costs twenty thousand pounds. Mm. But because they have found that balance between how they can get what they actually deserve and actually also balance, you know, building their financial like independence their financial life investing for the future they know that okay they need to invest this portion twenty thousand pounds in bookie and the remaining ten thousand pounds is what they're going to use to travel does that make sense i feel like sometimes it's not it's not it's not that they don't like you shouldn't um live your best life definitely travel travel two times a year if you can but (laughs) but the problem now is actually overstating what you deserve because if you if you have 500 pounds or you've done so much work that you have 500 pounds it doesn't necessarily mean you deserve a trip of 500 pounds mm. it would it might mean you, you deserve a trip of 100 and then the remaining 400 goes into whatever you need to do with it but that is actually relevant to your future but it's just overstating it that the problem is that that's where the problem comes in so you wouldn't if when you could travel to portugal for 50 pounds you wouldn't because you've worked so hard travel to cancun it's going to cost you three thousand pounds yeah does that make sense yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and i think that again this thing of um spending above our means is the societal pressure kind of thing because a lot of the time whether we like it or not whether we agree with it or not we are influenced by what we see and what we um what we see from other people especially so if we're always seeing people um travel or dress nice or see people quote unquote not repeat clothes then consciously unconsciously that's what we're feeding ourselves that's what we think 
um, you know, a good life should look like or something like that. So I always say to people these days, like, be careful of, of who you follow and who you allow to influence your, your lifestyle because they're also influencing your bank accounts and the kind of things that you're spending. So I know that my mom, for example, even the friends she kept, they were all in the same sort of similar situation where they would travel um, a couple of times. Um, but for the most part, they were investing in their kids and they knew that they were investing in their kids. My mom won't be like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I spent all my money on you guys. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't do this. She'd be like, no, I had my fun. Yes, I could have had more fun, but that was not my priority. But now that we're all grown, my mom is in New York today, Houston tomorrow, and living her best life. But, <laughs> but I think us as, um, as, um, as we grow and in our in our 20s we need to know that life is you know we're not going to be 20 forever life is worth more than just living life for today here and now we need to start having more conversations and talking about okay where am i going to be when i'm 30 when i'm 35 when i'm 40 how much do i expect to be earning how can i increase that balance if i'm not comfortable with it like the other day i was doing um a a work breakdown like if i stayed in my current position at work or if I stayed in my current firm and you know climbed up the ranks in the next 10 years this was where I was going to be and this was how much I was going to be earning and I looked at that and I was like "Mm, am I okay with it (laughs) and I was like okay maybe not so what else can I do and I started thinking of all the other ways I could add extra income and you guys you know from my book you would know that um, I talked about monetizing my skill and one way that I um, I did that for me was to write a book and um, sell it so that that is passive income for me and although that money isn't going into my bank account it's going into safe spend invest bank account i know that there's something there um that i have quote unquote invested in my future and if i have more income streams like that then you know my my plan by god's grace is that at some point that passive income will increase and will be more than what they're paying me on my job but okay cool so if uh, you're also a big fan of self-care because again, team, I can't come and kill myself. Um, and self-care and especially mental health has become such um, a widely known thing, especially in 2018. Um, but for you, how is how important is self-care to you? And what do you do with your money when it comes to self-care, when it comes to taking care of yourself? Um, I think... I think self-care, you've already said, I think self-care is very important. Like, I feel you need to, you do need to satisfy that aspect of your life. But I also think, sometimes, I don't think you need to eliminate. Sometimes I think it's just about finding, sometimes you can find cheaper options. I find that with us, we get, we get, um, you know when you want to say you're loyal to your barber, for instance? <laughs> yeah. You get loyal to something that doesn't benefit you. Mm. And in a, in a sense, you could be getting an option for yourself that would benefit you and your bank accounts and also helping your self-care. Because, I mean, we all do things. We all have different things. And when it comes to self-care, it can be mental health. It can be 
what you physically like so for instance i always have my nails done i don't know why but mm. for some reason i just always have to have it done it makes me happy it makes me relaxed i don't know it just makes me happy but and i remember i used to always go to this one place and that's because it was convenient for me like i just knew the place and i always went there and i didn't know they were charging me so much like i thought i was getting a good deal like i'm like you know what i like to do this every month and i'm going to do it and two weeks ago or three weeks ago i called them and i'm like okay i'm coming to do my nose today and they're like oh there was a fire and they're closed for the next month and i'm like okay but i need to do my nails <laughs> so i called this other place and then they're like oh we have like we have time you can come in in five minutes and first of all i noticed it was a minute from my house like a minute drive i get there and i'm like oh how much is this and she says it and i'm like um are you sure like i actually want to do this and, and she's like yeah, yeah yeah it's just that and i'm like what how have I been spending so much more more on this thing when it was so cheap? So I feel like sometimes that's just like one example. I feel like sometimes we we just get very lazy about mm. small things that that um would help us because honestly self care also looks like your bank account making you happy. Cause come on now, that's a word. If I look at my that's a word. <laughs> it, no, when I look at my account sometimes telling you some people start to disappear because i'm like oh god this actually looks good <laughs> and then i look at it sometimes and then oh my god i'm like breaking out in sweat so it's just <laughs> it's just i feel sometimes we actually get lazy in trying to find cheaper options to take care of ourselves there is always 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 going to be a cheaper option mm-hmm. and obviously you wait on different things obviously if it's 30 minutes away and it's a cheaper option probably not if you calculate your gas and your time and everything it takes you to get there but sometimes it's just about going out and asking more questions i know we're not going to spend so much time asking about where to get your nails done but i mean a simple phone call it took me a two minute phone call to find out that oh my god i'm be wasting my time <laughs> and my money <laughs> Yeah, so, listen, yeah. you guys. If I is preaching, I need I need to know that you are taking notes, okay? So please, um, let us know if you're taking notes because that is the word right there. De- I mean, we talked about delayed gratification, and that's all well and good. But I, me personally, self care to me is a Friday night in, you know, having my glass of wine and some popcorn and looking through my accounts, um, or you know, my bank activity over the last couple of days and just feeling so gratified with myself and going, wow, you haven't even spent as much or you know what, I'm on track to hit this savings goal, which means great, I can travel to Ibiza next year or I can, you know, go to New York or I can come to Canada and see if I like... I feel I like I get gratified that way. Some people might get gratified when they go to Topshop and Zara and that's great. Like I love Zara, but... I, you know, I don't like the feeling of spending money. I like saving money. That is what does it for me. When I, you know, again, I'm an accountant, so I am very used to spreadsheets and I'm a bit of a numbers girl. So when I sit down and calculate things and go, oh, you know, in the next three months, six months, this is what my bank balance is going to be like. Or if I start thinking about ways to make money and I think, oh, you know, when I was trying to decide how much to put my book up for and I said, I sat down to do, um, if I put it at this price, this is how much I'm going to make. Mm, but would people buy it at this price? Probably not. But more people will buy it at this lower price. And that gratified me. And so I was okay with not going out. I was okay with not traveling as much. I was okay with not um, spending as much on clothes because seeing my bank balance grow <laughs> gratified me. And then, and not even just that, because, okay, that's great. But 
on the days when I'm then feeling really low, I know that for me, all that I need for my TLC is just going to Zara and it might not be buying anything. It might just be trying on some clothes and saying, girl, you still look good. You know, life has thrown you a couple of L's this season, but you're still here standing. You're still looking snatched, you know? Um, so find that, find that balance. And even, even Black Friday, I was just talking to my friend and I was saying that I didn't get to buy anything on Black Friday sale. Um, and she was like, "What? But you're going back to Lagos, and all these deals were happening." I was just like, "Yeah, there was too, there was too much going on, and I didn't just want to buy things for the sake of buying things." Um, but I said, "But you know what gratified me though? Even though I couldn't partake in actually spending money, I put so many things into my basket, like just for the sake of it, and I just left it there. I just..." It's, I don't know what I don't know if anybody else out there does that but sometimes if I really want to feel like I'm buying things even though I'm not going to buy it I will just you know do some online shopping and put things in my basket and just feel really good and then not buy anything or maybe buy one thing out of like 20 items and feel like yes girl you know because I would thank myself tomorrow um, when I come back and see my bank balance looking a lot better than you know 20 items worth of clothes true, true. plus black friday really sometimes it is a scam mm-hmm. I, that's another I, word it's it is like honestly before i i thought it was like you know the best deal like you know clothes on black friday you get good deals but i know this time i put some things in my basket and this was like two weeks before black friday and i remember because i have a slight obsession with mickey mouse so i wanted to get this onesie and it was about 45 dollars and i remember it was 45 dollars because i remember thinking why is it so expensive to get a mickey mouse onesie like it's just the onesie and but then then they were they were they didn't have any sales going on so i was like okay i don't know if i want to commit to buying this or not but i'm just going to leave it in my basket and I was like, oh yeah, you know, Black Friday was coming up and I'm like, okay, I'll just wait till Friday and then I'll get the ones I'm sure they'll be doing like a great sale and whatever. And I get on the site on Black Friday and this thing that was $45 is now $55. And I'm like, I... Like, wow. And I start to think about my... And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> if this is the case with this one item, then this is probably the case in like so many different places. Yeah. And you probably just don't know because there's actually not a lot of people that put stuff in their baskets and then wait for a while mm-hmm. then come back to it that's so, so important and i feel like yeah like you said people don't know and the thing is it's guys a sell is still a sell and if you did not <laughs> decide to buy something before black friday and then you decided all of a sudden because something wasn't so you bought it you've not saved money you spent money you've only saved money if so my brother was looking at um getting an apple watch which is normally like i don't know three or four hundred pounds and he got it for 250 on black friday that is a sale that he was already gonna, yeah. he was already planning to spend the 300 and he instead got it for 250 and so save that 50 but if you were not planning on buying an apple watch at all and then you said oh they're doing black friday sales it's 250 i'm gonna go buy it you've not saved any money not you exactly. have spent money so let me just put that out there okay okay so now let's talk about securing the bag um which a lot of us actually do through work especially you know again in our 20s most of us are working and are earning salaries and this is the way that we are securing our bag um 
for you um, and in your career, are you planning or when you're planning, you know, your career for the next couple of years, are you thinking about earning potential more or are you thinking about what am I most passionate about? Uh, I think I personally think more about earning potential. Mm. I think I'm one of the, um, probably the one in, 50 people that think because most people do passion but like i think i think more any potential i want to go to school i want to learn something to be able to work i do think about passion and i would always want to start something always want to do something on the side but mm-hmm. i think i do i actually enjoy going to work which is it is kind of odd but i enjoy doing a nine to five i just have to enjoy where i work which is always if you want about life but i do enjoy um going to work and i think more any potential i think um the more i think about my career when i do like a 10-year plan or like a 15-year plan it starts to almost even out so like now i think i do more 80 20 percent so 80 percent work and 20 percent passion mm-hmm. and then i think as the years go by, I know I want to start something next year, and then obviously the next year, and then obviously starts to balance out to fifty fifty, yeah, towards like the tenth year. But I haven't actually seen a situation where I don't go to work. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't imagined the situation where I don't go to work. And for my ten year plan, I do plan to still be working. Yeah, girl. Yeah, same because <laughs> I mean, passion is nice, and I think. Um, we live in an era now where everyone, nearly everyone has a passion project and it's, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, don't stay in a job if you're not happy. I agree with that. But at the same time, I'm like, is your passion that you're doing, is it paying you? And people will be like, oh, but money can buy you happiness. No, but lack of money will make you miserable as well. well. I also think, I also think, Bookie, that people, one thing I always say, and I remember saying this to one of my friends last year. You have to, everyone needs to know the difference between what you need to be doing and what you want to do. Mm. See, there's a huge difference between what you need to do and what you want to do. See, everybody wants to do something. There's no one that doesn't want to be happy. Trust me, ask your manager at work, ask your VP of finance, ask your um, VP of operations. Everybody wants to do something that makes them happy. But the thing is, sometimes we all have to realize that there are things we need to be doing. Mm. If you're going to... I know you cannot, money can't buy happiness, but money would make you feel a little bit better. Trust me, sometimes I go to work and I am so pissed at the end of the day that it's not even funny. But if this is a Thursday and on Friday morning I get paid, trust me, my mood goes up. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm good. Like, I'm, okay, so I do feel like we, are, we actually need to make that distinction. Mm. And you wouldn't do what you, I mean, God willing, you do get a good plan and things work out the way you want them to work out or even better than you thought they would work out and you start doing passion projects and you probably take them up full time. But I wouldn't necessarily advise, um, you know, leaving your, like, um, how would I call it, secure in your yeah. income for like a... Because running a business is also not as easy as people make it seem. Yep. It's not, it's not, it's not the easiest thing. And you might also think, because I know another thing, which even I sometimes I think, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not actually, maybe I'm just so stressed from work that I don't have enough time to put into my business. But sometimes 
that isn't just it just doesn't that's just not the case it's just sometimes it's just the fact that things are just not that easy so you think it's going to be easy if you had more time but you don't need time what you mm-hmm. need is opportunity you probably need more money you probably need more connections you probably need but it's not it's not really time so i would necessarily i wouldn't necessarily say um leave your any potential for that being said i mean if you had a new apple coming out for sure please <laughs> by all means <laughs> yes, exactly. get, get your apple running but for me i'll, I'll just say think about it and i i would say think about it what do you need to be doing what do you want to do and compare it because mm-hmm. some, it, what you need to do and what you want to do most times in life i think maybe since i was like last time i probably what i needed to do and what i wanted to do were the same or the probably 16 now <laughs> what i need to do is never what i want to do ever mm-hmm. what what i need to be doing is probably i don't know studying for my cp and what i'm doing is i don't know sleeping but it's not it's just never going to be the same and i think knowing the difference would help yeah it would and even if you guys have listened to my podcast with jade where we talked about um the sacrifice and again like i said and i always keep saying like your investment into your business is first of all going to come from your nine to five and so it, it might be tough and again like i said not all of us might be in love with our nine to five but if we know that it's a means to an end if we know that okay this is not our, our end goal we're just getting as much money as possible so we can pump it into a business or so you know we're getting as much income now before we go we full-time with our business um or until that until our passive income exceeds our active income or things like that but yeah, like if I said, very important to be clear on those two, what you actually need to be doing versus what you want to be doing. And um, and it's okay. I feel like sometimes we we who choose a nine to five rather than just, you know, going to be self-employed or just doing our business full time, we get judged a little bit, would I say? Because it's just like, oh, but you guys are not happy, but you guys are going to, you know, you're having to work for someone else and work and put money in other people's pockets and you know, we're, we're not chasing our dreams or, you know, just things like that and it's just like, but that's not necessarily the case like, maybe yes. I'm not 100% now, but I'm I'm probably still better than someone who is miserable because they're doing their passion but they're not making money from it and so that is depressing for them they're not able to travel they're not able to have fun but me I'm managing to go to work and get my salary and then have fun and also pump some money into save spend invest so you know life is about balance guys so yeah very important point that if I made there and also I think um I read a book I, I believe it's Rich Dad Poor Dad and he said something he said he said the problem with a lot of us is when we go to work we're not minding our own business see mm. the fact that you go to work nine to five does not mean you come back home at six o'clock and you're still thinking about how your ceo is going to be any more money yeah. when you come back home you can spend that time focusing on your own passion your own business your own projects that you're working on and in that sense and sometimes you're actually just learning it's Sometimes going to work even would it's more than actually even you just getting money mm. from that job. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do learn. Like I sit down now in meetings with like CEOs or like the manager or like um, management in general, and I learn so much from how they handle issues, from how they um, address some problems, from what they think is 
like I look at something and to me it has no meaning in this meeting. I'm like, well, this is just a piece of paper. And by the time they start analyzing it, I'm like, wow, I actually didn't know that this could actually mean so much. And when I reflect back on my own business, I think maybe if I had handled this this particular way, maybe it would have worked out better. So sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be about the money you get from your nine to five, although that's yeah. very important. Sometimes it can just be the lessons you learn and yeah. like who you learn it from. And even if you're not learning, you might say, oh, but what I'm doing, my nice five doesn't correlate to my business. Like if I said, you might be picking up skills or you might be picking up skills of managing people, managing time, handling deadlines and pressure. Because if you're going to grow a business, those are all the things that you're going to need. If you're going to start employing staff, then you want to know, okay, what are the things you didn't like, um, you know, that management was doing when you were an employee? Don't do it in your own business. What are the things that you did like that they were doing? Maybe socials or quarterly awards and things like that. Maybe then you want to do that for your own business so yeah definitely take everything that you can from your nine to five um not just the money but also the skills and the experience as well okay so again on the career um topic what do you or do you even have mentors um at work that you see yourself in them in the next couple of years or you look at their earning potential and go hmm okay if i work towards this yeah i can i can see myself you know looking like you Definitely, definitely, for sure. I have, um, I actually have one in particular, and this is, <laughs> this is probably reaching, but you know, anything is possible. And he's, um, he's actually the CFO of my company, and I don't know, like I just look at what he does, because actually he's a perfect example, because he does have his own business. He he does some like tooling stuff on the side and he runs his own business and he comes to the office they pay him so much he comes he signs um documents he obviously researches stuff that has to do with the financial field of the industry we're working because we do engineering and he looks into researching but he comes to work twice a week he signs papers he prepares for auditors he prepares the financial statements or he authorizes the financial statements to be published but he does all that two times a week the rest of the week he does his own personal stuff plus running his own business and i think it's i personally love it because like when i see him at work i'm like wow you're here today and like you know you're not going to see him tomorrow you maybe see him on friday he comes for important meetings and for me i look up to him although he's like eons older than i am but like I, I look up to him and i you know think maybe you know it's possible to achieve this maybe it might not take you as long but at least if you ask questions you know you learn from him you know what he did and how he did it to get to this point it does help yeah yeah and it's important that we do have mentors um i think i'm only just sort of finding myself in that position where i'm looking for people to look up to and go mm-hmm. I want to work towards this. I like their lifestyle. I want to um, try and attain that when I'm probably not their age. Probably, hopefully, um, <laughs> younger. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's important that you have mentors that you see yourself being. Okay, my final question, which I guess sort of wraps up um, the topic really, is what do you think about retirement and how are you planning, if you are planning for it? Uh, I think, well, don't we all have to retire at a certain age? Well, <laughs> I hope we do. Hopefully earlier. I had a meeting with my financial advisor earlier this week. I know we we're talking about this. And I believe on the topic of retirement, I haven't really thought about retiring because I just started working. But there are 
a lot of tools that you can learn about that actually help you towards preparing for retirement. One thing I can say is, and I can't speak for every country, but there are some countries that the government has actually prepared things that only if you knew about it would help you so well when it comes to retirement. My um, financial advisor was showing us this tool, or showing me rather this tool where if you go into your bank statement, there's this thing where you put like the age you want to retire and mm. how much money you want to save. And then it will tell you if you invest into a portfolio that maybe gives you an average 4% return this is how much money you would have at that time and this thing literally notifies you every six months or every year on whether you are actually meeting your saving Mm. goals exactly and these are tools that i mean i never knew about it i had never heard about it like until that day and i'm sure it is i mean it might not be the same thing but i'm sure there's variations of it everywhere that you could probably look into like i said i haven't thought i mean that's probably the first time i ever said retirement <laughs> yeah. with my mouth but it's like um it's good planning tools and it's just good to actually educate yourself on things like that and even when you read books like, like read books read books read some more books but even when you read books like i find that when i read books most of the people i read from are like in the u.s mm. and the u.s laws do not apply in canada most of them and so what i find what i try to do is when i read on things like that i go talk to somebody that is maybe in the same maybe like your broker i don't know if you have a broker if you have a financial advisor if you have a there's different if you have an accountant because accountants sometimes they do know about this thing especially when it's an accountant that runs his own company mm-hmm. um if you ask them these questions they probably know about the variation of that u.s um, benefits in Canada or in any country you're in and how you can use it to benefit yourself because I find for most people what happens is they don't have information and if you don't have information yeah. there's there's really not that much you would be able to do because you will be moving along with the system and how everybody is doing things not knowing that well you could actually be getting things better for yourself um, that being said I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say I'm saving towards retirement because there's so many, so many other um things. Although you can't save th- towards retirement and not get taxed on it, so which is good. You should look at tax benefits as well because another thing people always forget about and maybe the only reason why I think about it too much is because I do account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tax side of it. So because I know people always say like I talk to someone the person's like, Oh, they want to do this and I'm like, Well, if you think about tax side of it, you're probably not going to be making a benefit, you know? So um that's definitely something I would say. Talk to people, definitely think about the tax side of it because tax can actually eat you. Like it, it can get you where you don't want to be. So um think about the tax side of it and definitely I mean I mean my bank advisor told me, Oh you're too young to save towards retirement. I do I do somewhat agree with him, but at the same time, because I and the only reason why I agree with him is because there is there actually are uh, there are other places you can save into right now that would benefit you more than saving towards retirement. But yeah, if you look at different things like RSPs for instance, you save there, they don't tax you and you you but you can't take it out. So mm-hmm. you know, that's other things that you think about, like of what if you actually really needed money. Yeah. What what happens then if you're saving towards when you're sixty five, which is what, forty years down the line. So I mean personal 
yourself personal, personal judgments, knowing yourself, knowing, I mean, if you have so much money, chances are you probably maxed out like some of your other accounts and the next best thing is for you to start saving towards retirement. But if you have space in other accounts that could benefit you in a more realistic 10, 20, 15 years down the line, probably better to put some money into that before you put into retirement that is like 40 years on the line. Again, this depends on the age, your age right now yeah okay that's an interesting perspective i have one slightly different which is that i think you can start saving now you probably should even if it's as little as ten dollars like if you think about how much you earn you think can i do without ten dollars the ten pounds this month you probably can and if you just because the whole point of starting early is so that you can make more and it can compound but i think what i do is i'll probably do a whole other podcast episode and maybe even get um a professional to come and talk about you know how we can again both balance off you know not spending too much money and you know saving too much money for retirement but also being able to start saving now so that we can benefit um much later but yeah if that wraps up my um my questions and thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you for sharing all your wisdom where can we find you where can we find it's her world global Uh, so on for it's a world we are, are on instagram twitter facebook too um it's i h w global and for me it's just if any on instagram with a y yeah awesome and as always guys if you like this Come and leave us a DM. Come and put this on your um, Instagram story or tweet us at us at Smart or at SafeSpendInvest and at It's Her World Global. Tell us what you got from this. Tell us how you are securing the bag, not just for today, but even for your future and how you are planning for your future, whether that be are you investing in your workplace pension, whether that be, you know, um, planning passive incomes, whether that be you starting businesses, whatever it is, come and share that with us and yeah again let's learn from each other this was so much fun i had so much fun thank you Ifa, for being on the podcast and i will thank see you, you guys in my next episode and give this a rating and review if you listen to this on apple podcast all right guys have a great week bye bye